For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Heather Angle, Managing Partner at Strategic Cyber Partners. Heather, welcome back. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. According to the record, residents of a remote area on Ireland's west coast were left without water after a cyber attack that was carried out by a pro-Iran hacking group who was reportedly targeting a piece of equipment that was made in Israel. Heather, can you tell us a little more about this story? Sure. So what happened was this incident affected a private water scheme in a rural area of Ireland, total population of around 8,000 people. And it caused an outage for about 160 households over two days. What happened on the tech side was an exploitation of a vulnerability in a programmable logic controller. And so we call those PLCs. And those are the industrial control systems and equipment that run things like electric, utilities, power, water. And again, you know, this was something that the Irish government said they've identified all the equipment that's been vulnerable to the attack and notified all the owners. But, you know, you'll see PLCs in use in other industries, you know, the ones that I mentioned, particularly manufacturing, healthcare, we see it. And so this is a pretty significant problem that very often gets overlooked. Now, you mentioned that the hackers exploited the vulnerabilities in the PLCs, and just last month, the U.S. federal government warned that it was responding to active exploits of this nature. What are the potential consequences of these cyber attacks, not just for the water industry, but also for other sectors such as energy, manufacturing, and healthcare? Yeah, well, there's a couple things to keep in mind here. And one is that when you launch a cyber attack, it doesn't always go as planned, right? We see spillover a lot the same way that we would if we were talking about a biological attack. You can sometimes affect devices that are unintentional. In this case, as we work through with the water piece of it, the consequences can be significant. We saw water outages for a small percentage or a small number of households in Ireland, but had this been a larger county with a more dense population, it could have been pretty significant. And again, you know, we mentioned energy, manufacturing, healthcare. Outages in those particular sectors could have some pretty wide-ranging consequences, including power outages within healthcare. You have the ability to impact devices that are managing patient health. And manufacturing, you have the ability to shut down entire production lines if these things are not kept under control. So pretty wide-ranging consequences. Again, this was a smaller attack that was contained relatively quickly, but could have been much worse. Right. And it is worth noting that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency recently withdrew plans to mandate cybersecurity assessments as part of annual water system evaluations. The decision came after opposition from industry groups and some lawmakers who advocated instead for utilities to be able to create their own requirements. In your opinion, does this approach effectively address the risks presented by the current cyber threat landscape? Well, I'm going to say no. (laughs) And, you know, we normally in conversations and questions like this, we say, well, you know, it kind of depends. In this situation, I think that it needs to be a collaborative effort, right? So the EPA should be working on things like this. The manufacturers should be working on things like this. The industry groups should be working on things like this together. But the fact that we're talking about this now in the face of all these attacks that have already happened says that we don't have great requirements at the moment. We do have some, you know, we have some things like NERC-SIP and there are guidelines out there for some industrial control systems. But I think there needs to be a more collaborative effort and definitely a more aggressive push to get some things in place for some of these critical infrastructures. 
And looking at the big picture, what lessons do you think can be learned from this incident or for other countries looking to strengthen their critical infrastructure protections? Well, you know, it's the things that we always talk about, making sure that we've got segmentation within our environment, making sure that we're monitoring the environment. But again, sometimes attacks just can't be stopped and we do everything right and we're foiled by, you know, a failure in a process or a human makes an error. So beyond the things that we can do to prevent them on the people, process and technology side, we have to really start to look at how we can become more resilient. And that means doing business continuity planning, understanding what our downtime would look like in potential scenarios. And I think that's something that's important, not just for critical infrastructure sectors, but for any business. Heather, thank you again for joining us today, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks for having me. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Klasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. To hear more about this story and others, visit CybercrimeWire.com. And for more of our media, visit our website at CybersecurityVentures.com.